two girls, two throat <clears throat> issues this week. It's a Monday. We, I feel like today's chaotic. Um, Today I just, is chaotic. I don't know how this podcast episode is going to go. So it's really anybody's guess. So I hope everyone is in. Buckle up. For a ride. This week is, this week doesn't exist to me. I know there's too many things happening no kate's bachelorette is on thursday and i've got i'm like in final planning mode and i have a lot of schedules to coordinate and we've just got we've got a lot of things going on over here i have had now two appointments in the past 24 hours uh to design my wedding band um a okay. third has to happen next week, so I, I did not know this was such a process, but apparently it is. Um, well, I'm glad we did not wait too much longer. I know. We just went for it yesterday. I, well, I forgot that my dad has a jeweler that he goes mm. to on Cape Cod that he gets my mom's like birthday Christmas present at every year, and so I forgot about them, and they're like amazing. Mm. They're from where Nick went, uh, lived in high school. They're like from Bay Ridge. Interesting. Okay. So he loves them. I love them. They're just like the nicest people in the in the whole world. So we decided to go there and they're just like the best. But they're like so cute and nice and like sketching out the ring and like looking at mine and being like, let's make it like go like be very cohesive. And they're like designing the whole thing. It's like very cute. Um, so I've been that. doing that. And then I also am also getting ready for the bachelorette, but also – Nick is going to Colorado this weekend, so I have to like mm-hmm. figure out how he's getting to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also sick, so I'm trying to deal with that. <laughs> and... I know, I know. Your brother and Meg are coming. I have to clean the whole apartment. <laughs> I have like <laughs> so many things to do in so little time. And I also have like the biggest event of my work career at this company happening in two weeks. And so. <laughs> I have currently five gigantic boxes full of candles in the garage. <laughs> and I have a six foot tall fake Christmas tree en route to my house and <laughs> all different like decorations. And I'm like, I don't even know how this is all going to fit in my car, but I have to drive it there in two weeks. And I'm like, oh my God, what a time great. to be a content creator and also have several other jobs that you need several other responsibilities my god i know and i was so sick last week that i my brain just didn't work Mm -hmm. it was like every day it was a new sickness every day was something new for me (laughs) i experienced a whole new world every single day and it just kept getting worse but like one symptom would go away and another one would just appear and be worse And I just couldn't do a single thing last week. I like couldn't form sentences. Well, we survived. We made it. It's your bachelorette week and the vibes are good. We're excited. The vibes are good. I'm going to be better. At least I didn't get sick this week. Very true. Imagine I'd be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. I'd be like, you're coming. I literally would have been so mad. No, it would have been, it would have been me on our inaugural strip club night when I was just ripping shots of Dayquil in the middle of the street, just absolutely not going home. I was like, no, I'm staying out. I'm 
being the life of the party right now, doing whatever it takes. <clears throat> well, you know what? I'm glad to hear it because we were not canceling that. No, <laughs> too one much thing I'm going to do at this point. No, one thing I'm going to do is whatever it takes. <laughs> And that's what I love about you. <laughs> Anyways. Also, I don't... So, one, welcome to the Two Girls, One Formula podcast. TG What F, an F1 podcast with Kate and Nicole. I'm Nicole. I'm Kate. And we're your hosts. Thank you for this joining us. This is our show. On this journey. Uh, it's episode 87. Damn. We just had Hungary. And, but I think, I think we forgot to mention last week. Some exciting news for the two girls. Yeah, we did. We, guys, we talk about all the time about how we want to like level up and we just need a little bit of help. And I would just like to say that Kate and I got ourselves a manager. Not just any manager. A manager to the stars. (laughs) Brittany is a manager to the stars, of which (laughs) we are two. That's just two stars. Two stars, one formula. That's us. Two stars, one Britney. (laughs) Britney's going to make all of our dreams come true. You guys aren't ready for all of the shenanigans you girls are about to get into. The world is our clan. For real. (laughs) So stay tuned. Hopefully this means we get to create a lot of more exciting content for you guys. um, Have a little bit more resources and opportunities behind us. Um, But... We're really excited, and it's just going to be a, the next fun chapter for teaching. The next fun chapter. The, the world is looking up. Things are looking up. Opportunities are being, doors are being opened, and we're <laughs> about to walk through them. Opportunity abound. Like, it's it's just plentiful, and new season, new chapter of TGNF. Once again, I'm going to say this again. We need to go back to our conversation with Ofi and listen to what she said about us around <laughs> now. We keep saying we have to go back and listen and we just I know, I keep meaning we, to. I definitely will. At some point we will. Well, we're we're at some point going to have her back on the podcast yeah. soon. So we have to re-listen and take notes on everything that we said. So Very true. Very true. It's going to happen. But anyway, just wanted to fill you guys in on that fun little fact Fun little tidbit. So you guys can hopefully be as excited as we are uh, uh, to see what's coming down the pipeline for us. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're a business owner mm-hmm. or someone that would like to work with us, you can head on over to our little Instagram bio and email our manager of Brittany, whose email is now in our bio. Contact my manager for more info. For business inquiries, <laughs> contact our manager. <laughs> oh, very exciting. Betty. But without, you know, further ado, let's get into the real meat of this podcast, which let's is get into Formula, Formula one. 1. So, like I said, this week we had the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, it was Danny's first race back. So I obviously had to show up and show out, you know, full spread, uh, in my, every single Daniel Ricardo piece of apparel <laughs> that I had was laid out. Um, obviously, obviously if I had a, anyone come to my brunch on Sunday, no one was around. So I didn't have anyone, but if they had, I would have made everyone wear a Daniel Ricardo piece of merch. Um, <laughs> Because we needed to send positive I wish I was energy there his to way. be able to do that. I wish you were too. It was it's giving very reminiscent of our Danny Rick wine tasting where you, me, and Eric were all wearing Danny Rick merch. 
we were like, Eric, pick your poison. And just lay out Muratro and for him to choose. <laughs> Literally so fun. But it was really exciting to, you know, <clears throat> see him this weekend back in action. Last week, we were commenting on how we thought Danny was going to finish dead last this race. He did and not. He did not. Well, for a little bit, it looked like he might. I mean, it was close there. Um, it was touch and go end. for a little bit. As soon <laughs> well, as I know, saw him I fall down to last place, I was like, I know. I was so it. nervous. I was like, God damn it, of course. And I was like, we manifested it because we talked about it. I know. And, and like, we have to start learning that our brains are really powerful. Like, we can't just be like willy nilly <laughs> saying these things. We can't just yeah. say whatever we want because we have to know the power that we hold. <laughs> And that's not cool of us. That's very not chill of us to do. Exactly. We have to be more careful with our words. And that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, but I was really proud of him. And I, he did great. you know, he was the first time, I think all season that they got out of Q1 for qualifying. Is that true? I'm, I feel like I saw that said. I didn't really look into it. I was just like, nice. As you guys know, I don't really look into too many things here. But I saw that said, and I said, that's sick. But also... We see something, and it <laughs> vaguely resembles something that we would like to see. And we say, I'm just going to take that take that as it is. I'm going to Google. Hold on. Because I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, Alpha Tari qualifying this season. I don't have time to figure this out because it's making me go race by race and I, it's just not going to be no. a list. So I'm not doing that. It's not worth, it's not worth the not fact worth check. It. <laughs> Sorry, so... guys. Fact checking, not worth it. <laughs> not you worth it. it here. Um, but also, he ended up placing above Yuki, which obviously we love Yuki and we want to see Yuki succeed. But at this point in time, I think it was really important for Danny to come in and perform better than Yuki because I think yeah. a lot was on the line for him. And so I think for all intents and purposes, Danny did incredibly yeah. good, incredibly well this weekend. And I'm proud of him as a Ricardo. We should all feel very positive about his future in the sport. I agree with that. And you know what? Hungary looked promising it did. as of Saturday. Saturday was a very promising day. We had Joe qualifying P5 for the first time, his best ever qualifying. We had Lewis back on pole. We had exciting things. It was the weekend of the children's telecast. It was, everyone <laughs> was very excited. Things were going well. And then literally lap one, corner one. And it was, surprise, surprise, everything sucks again, and nothing is fun. And it was boring the rest of the race, so. I mean, I think there was some positive action in the midfield, right? To I think... watch Lewis go immediately from P1 to, like, P5, <laughs> like, immediately, so I was like, I want to cry. <laughs> I'm so going to cry. <laughs> I know. I know, and he's already on lap one. Sorry, guys. Like, sorry, team. Like, it was just devastating It's so. Hear. It's really, like, so, so sad. <laughs> but we had a Lando P2 finished, which we was did. really exciting. Um, obviously, Lando was super excited about that as well. We saw him break Max's trophy. <laughs> um, it was so funny. That was so funny. It's his face. You're just looking at it, still spraying the champagne. And he's like, oh, shit, still spraying. And then Max looking at him being like... <laughs> 
and then like f1 or someone posting on twitter that like those are all handmade and they're all handmade and they're forty thousand dollars which is crazy because it's like that's absurd that that costs forty thousand dollars i mean i get it because someone who paints like that they should be rewarded forty thousand dollars for their time and energy and they take like six months to make but also why is f1 spending forty thousand dollars on some ceramic trophies it's okay you want to know what max (laughs) can do a little kintsugi um so zen action and maybe lando can help him it can be a really bonding (laughs) moment for them they do a little kintsugi and they piece it back together with some gold paint um it can be really bonding and you know, build something beautiful out of something. I would love that. I would love to see that. I would love content of that. (laughs) Um, It's really extending an olive branch. Yeah. Making peas. (laughs) But then, you know, other unsurprising things that happened. um, Alpine, both of them were out. What a tough break. Within the first two races in a row for Pierre. (laughs) Like both of them out. I'm just like, "Mm, the Frenchmen are just not having the luck. very sad well i mean obviously we know next season there's a whole there's an influx of cash being brought into the team um 24 Mm -hmm. stake it has been sold and bought um so let's see if maybe next season this influx of cash helps them get their shit together an influx of speed yeah because it's just i just wonder what is going on through Pierre's mind where he's like, did I make the right decision to leave AlphaTauri to go to Alpine? Objectively, I think yes, because as of right now, AlphaTauri only has two points on the board and clearly the worst car on the grid. But I mean, to have two DNFs in a row for Pierre is like, he's got to be punching I just feel like anytime anyone goes to that team, they have a horrible first season. It's like when Danny <laughs> left Red Bull and went to Renault, Renault when Alpine was Renault and had like the worst season. And I'm just like, oh, it's sad because I just feel like anyone new on that team just has a horrible time for their first. That's true. I mean, obviously, season. Esteban has re- is outperforming Pierre this season. Right. And so and like P- technically everyone was kind of blaming Danny because at the beginning they were like oh danny went into the back of esteban and then that caused a big crash but technically it was joe's fault because he went into the back of danny Mm. and then how he was in p5 interesting i just feel like he was in p5 how did he get all the way down there so fast he took a huge hit when a slow start saw him drop down the field. So mm. Joe eventually got going. And as he looked to make his way back up the order, he collided with the rear of Daniel Ricardo's Alfatari, forcing got the Australian it. into the back of Esteban Ocon, who also took out his teammate, Pierre Gasly. Got it. So, yes, it was Joe's fault. Which then in the in the press afterwards, Danny was like, yeah, it's like, you know, in the NFL, when, when a player comes back or, you know, joins a new team, the, the guys on the field got to tackle him extra hard to really like sh- give him a warm welcome back so i think that was just you know my way of being welcomed back is you know people were giving me a, a little less space and i was like what a cutie i love him what a good guy but i also have to say guy. the alpha target colors look so good on him here's the thing he just looks so happy and healthy yeah and like he's glowing <sighs> 
he's but like in he's terms a, of his color like, wheel in, in terms of his color wheel it's the darker colors like really suit him because it's like yeah. the navy blue for alfatari and red bull like both look really good on him mm-hmm. and obviously he looked maybe arguably the best when he was at Renault and the colors are black he i didn't just look feel very like good it's in like the those, orange no it's it's the like cool tone dark colors are like danny was very much giving him. i will not wear that gaudy orange it is not in my color wheel and I will wear it. I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> I will not. And that's Danny to the McLaren orange. But he, and obviously we talked a little bit last week. Well, not we, but I think we might have talked about this on the podcast. Where we were talking about potential beef between Daniel and, and Michael, Michael Italiano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the first person to bring this to my attention. And you're like, what's going on? Like, we haven't seen them together. No, they, like, they haven't spoken. And no, then he came out interacted. and said, like, like, yeah, I just wanted something different. And I'm like, yo, there's straight beef. Like, there's, there's like, beef. beef. Like, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian. I ain't fucking scared of him. <laughs> like, I... That's me to Michael Italiano. <laughs> tell Michael Italiano if he says he's got beef. <laughs> That I'm a vegetarian. Well, it's funny because, like, even last season when we when we were in Austin, I was like, if I see Michael Italiano, it's on fucking sight. Like, you know, I have I had beef with Michael Italiano. You had beef with him first with how he was training my man because I saw (laughs) Danny wither away before my eyes. He like he did, yeah. (laughs) I was like, what is happening to him? I just like am very scared for him. And then obviously now he's back and he's looking Gorgina. Yeah, straight up. So healthy, Just, so like, happy. Just, like, so healthy, so happy. And he broke free of the chains of Michael Italiano. And so I'm scared for Yuki. <laughs> Just yeah, also, I think like, Yuki has... I feel okay about Yuki because I also think that, like, Yuki won't succumb to the pressure. Like, he, I don't think Yuki... Not that he doesn't care enough because he obviously is, like, a professional athlete. So he really, like, cares about his craft. But I don't think he cares enough about that aspect of it. Where he's not going to, like, stop eating and he's going to – he's still going to eat his good food. Where I feel like Danny is like, sure, Michael, like, whatever you think. And also, like, you're my childhood friend, so I'm not going to, like, give you a super hard time. Where it's, like, way easier to give a hard time to someone that you, like, don't have a personal relationship with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was – incredibly strange to not see Michael Italiano post anything. And also someone said that um, Heidi unfollowed Michael on Instagram. So that's also feels like a huge (laughs) moment. So I don't know what's going on between the two of them. I bet bet Michael was already shopping for a new job before Danny even knew whether or not he was going to be on the grid. And Mm -hmm. Danny was like, okay, you're not my friend because you didn't believe that I would like get a shot. Yeah, because also, like, obviously Danny is still, was, like, still a reserve driver, and his end goal was always to come back to the grid. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, he would still want to stay in shape, right? Like, Michael used Danny to get into F1. Like, obviously, it would be very easy for Michael to just train Danny not as an F1 driver, and he could still make a ton of money, right? Yeah, Danny made bank to not drive. (laughs) Right, and... So to me, that is telling that Danny didn't even take Michael in his off time as a yeah. training partner because he really had no reason not to. Um, so I don't know. I, I've i always been a skeptic of Michael Italiano really from the beginning. Been. And I just, I just want to say 
I have a good I have a good vibe check for people. Um, and so if there are two people in this world that can really read someone right away, it's the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know, when you when there's just something about someone mm-hmm. and you're like, I, I'm it's that person's not it. Like there's something yeah. off and everyone else is like, oh, my God, I love that person. I love that person. I love that person. And then like couple months later everyone's like oh my god that person actually kind of sucks and you're like yeah I called that immediately that's you and I yeah literally you and I are like (laughs) the people that always like figure that out it just takes everyone a little longer to catch up and that's okay that's That's okay I you and I just have a very low tolerance for bullshit and we're just very good judges of character and I like to think that that's because we have really a really great character yeah we're the best obviously we're really nice and fun (laughs) And the best. <laughs> and anyone who says differently is wrong. Mm-hmm. And they... They're haters. I don't... Aren't, shan't be trusted. <laughs> We're also super, super humble. And that's yeah, what's obviously. like the best part about us. So. so anyway, people were in the TikTok comments saying that this is this is fake news. There's nothing wrong. Blah, 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 blah. How do you know? And And I'm like, how do you know? What do you know? And if you know something, then maybe you should tell me about it. Instead of just saying that I'm wrong because I don't believe you. Like, how do you know that it's not true? And also, but it's like, how do we know that it's true? Nobody knows. It's speculation. Nobody's, we're never speaking in fact. That's the thing that people don't understand about us is they see us say things and they think that we are dealing in facts. When in reality, <laughs> almost, regular, almost, almost nothing never. that we ever say is has factual, a factual basis. It's just we're just here to have fun. Speculation. It's just for fun. I am not a news reporter, and I never claim to be. No, I'm just. We'll never say that if... we're. We're never going to put on our Instagram profile that we're journalists. Like we're not F1 <laughs> journalists. We're dealing in rumors and speculation, y'all. Anyone who listens to this podcast, you're basically just getting a me and Kate conversation where I we're just talking about things that we've heard on the DL. This is literally about. what happens when we're on the phone with each other, <laughs> except we just happen to publish our phone conversations. So this is like, what, is it? what are those? The, um, the, the something tapes? The wa- Was that Watergate? Watergate? The wa- no, but they're called something, the something tapes. Watergate, yeah. No, what are they called? It was the, the something tapes. This is giving me at the gym today. <laughs> when... <laughs> When I saw, <laughs> okay, guys, for context, I went to Equin. I go to Equinox for the gym, and I was there at like three p.m. and I saw this guy look super familiar, and I literally couldn't. I couldn't even. I didn't even know where to start with this name. I didn't know. All I knew was that he looked Italian, and I googled actors who look like they're Italian, and let me tell you, it provided the answer that I needed. And it was, at least I think, I couldn't confirm because obviously I didn't want to like stare at him too long. Um, but it was, who was it? Bobby? Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale, like, yep. He's with uh, Rose Byrne. He is. Cousin and the Rose. only reason I thought <laughs> that it also might have been him because he did have a young son with him who looked about the same age as one of his kids. And there was a nanny with him as well. So, oh, oh. So it was working out with the nanny. Working out with the nanny. <laughs> well, he wasn't like uh, cousin working Rose. out. I'm calling cousin Rose. <laughs> the Watch thing is, back, he wasn't. Uh, anyways, <laughs> back well, on track. Short. 
Long story short, these podcast episodes are basically like you're on the phone with me and Nicole. <laughs> because you can see how that things like that happen because that phone call with Nick would happen while we're on the phone too. I'd be like, Nick, come here. I'm dead. This podcast is so unserious. This is so unserious. Um, okay. But other we have a manager though, so but serious things. Let's talk about the t- kids' telecast. One. I wish I had been able to watch it. I'm so mad that it was only like Sky Sports because I know. And it's only Sky Sky Sports Germany. Germany, yeah. So I'm very annoyed that that's the only place that you could watch it because, like, at this point, the races are so boring. Like, I need, you know, you're not on TikTok, but (laughs) sometimes people will stitch videos of stories. But, like, the the one side of the video is someone playing, like, Temple Run. And it's, like, just a clip of like someone playing a game so that you'll watch the game and sit and also listen to the story at the same time. This is what I need for F1 races because it's so fucking boring with Max winning 35 seconds ahead of everyone else. Like I need a little fun entertainment thing on the side so that I can stay engaged with the whole 90 minutes. Because 100%. it was just well, that's like, what Danny's telecast was supposed to be, <laughs> which and it didn't do thank the God, trick. Thank God we dodged that bullet. There's we dodged that bullet. Oh my God! <laughs> this, is pro- this is what happened. They probably canceled it because they were like so bad. And Danny was like begging Christian. He's like, I can't look stupid. Please let me onto the team because I need that. Like, excuse. please, I need an excuse for why I got fired from my job again. <laughs> it's bit giving big Nicole energy. <laughs> 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 you're so fake for that <laughs> anyway it was right there for me <laughs> so with the kids telecast um let's just say it they had a host who maybe said some very questionable things this weekend <sighs> basically danica patrick was one of the hosts for danica, the sky f1 juniors broadcast and she said some questionable things this weekend on the weekend of the Barbie release, nonetheless. So what she said, quote, as I've always said in my whole career, it takes a hundred guys to come through to find a good one. And then it takes 100 girls that takes a long time to find a good one, right? It's just the odds are not in favor of there always being one or being many of them. And at the end of the day, I think that the nature of the sport is masculine. It's aggressive. You have to, you know, handle the car, not only just the car, because that's a skill, but the mindset that it takes to be really good is something that is not normal in a feminine mind, in a female mind. You have to be like, for me, I know if somebody tries to bow up or make it difficult on me, I would go into like aggressive kill mode, right? You just want to go after them. And that's not a natural feminine thought. I say that because I've asked my friends about it. And they're like, yeah, that's not how I think. Miss Danica Patrick. Miss Danica Patrick, for all of the work that you have done, you just crumbled it all. It's one of those things where it's very much like you needs to to feel No, it's also she needs to feel like she is better. She's picking. She's trying to get you She's to pick trying her. to be picked, right? She's better than other women because she has this masculine mindset. And she has what it takes to make it in this masculine field because she thinks like a man. When that's not even relevant whatsoever. 
in this conversation. Like, it's just so stunning to me that someone can say so many wrong things. On the children's telecast. <laughs> On the children. Like, to be, to blatantly say to young, impressionable minds, sorry, ladies, this isn't for you. I'm built different. You'll never be like me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Literally, what the fuck is wrong with you? I just like, it's just bizarre. It's like, it's just (sighs) the audacity to just, you can think those things. That's fine. If you actually believe that about yourself, great. Like whatever you want to think, but like have some sort of like self-awareness, cultural awareness to know those words are not going to go over well. Like that is not the mindset that people are preaching. And like, you should just know that that's not going to go well. So maybe just don't say it. Like it's just I like mean, people don't understand that you don't have to say every single thought that your brain has. That's interesting that you don't though, have to do. Because it did go over well in misogynistic sphere. Yeah, well, she just of the motorsport community because they were like, "Yeah, she's fucking right. Women can't think like a man. They don't deserve to be in a high speed intensity environment because they just are dumb in their dumb little brains. They're not aggressive. They're too nice. They're too nice. They're not aggressive. And and what Danica's asking her friends, she probably asked like two people, and they're like, "I mean, I don't want to do it, but." Okay, so there are plenty of people who do want to do it. I don't think you could talk to a hundred men and they would be like, I don't think like that. Like, be so fucking for real. I just, it's, and and another thing is on top of this, because of this quote, another thing that's circulating again is Checo being asked about having a partner as a female driver. And he says, nope, they're better off in the kitchen, which that was like years ago. So I'll, he can apologize for that. That's fine. But it's still detrimental And it is still annoying that people think like this. I am just, I saw Barbie this weekend and I, I'm sick. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. It's just tiring. And Danica, just go back to your GoDaddy websites. (laughs) Go be aggressive on GoDaddy.com. You know where I'm never, what I'm never going to use? GoDaddy.com. Okay. Well, that's where our website is hosted, so. We're changing websites. <laughs> guess what, GoDaddy? Actually you changing just... because guess what, GoDaddy? You just lost valuable customers because of your spokeswoman, Danica Patrick. No, we're being like freaking crazy people. Um, <laughs> the point of the matter is, is that it is so incredibly sad that on a weekend that is so full of positive feminist discourse and showcasing that Barbie showed little girls that you can be anything you want to be to have one of the most prominent successful female race car drivers tell you and tell little girls that they're not good enough and they can't do it is so incredibly disappointing it's it's why this is why this is why I have a problem sometimes with the conversation of like any like any having any f- woman is amazing and any woman mm-hmm. that's doing anything is amazing and like we just have to like talk about every woman doing something because like there are some women that are just not a benefit to this sport and not a advocate for what 
you think they are. And so for everyone that's always just like, oh my God, Danica is amazing and so great and so wonderful and so awesome. Like love to see her doing these things. Like take a minute to listen to what she actually thinks Mm -hmm. and then talk to me about it. Because like, I don't know. I just think there's like, life has nuance. And like, this is why we say we are, it's not women supporting women, right? Mm -hmm. That's this case of feminine feminism where we have to support all women and every woman is right all the time. No, I will defend a woman's choice at all costs. You're allowed to be wrong. That's your right. But I don't have to agree with it. Yeah. And I don't have to like you, but I will defend you when it comes to certain civil liberties. But it's just like, this is why, because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what Danica has to say. Great. She's a pioneer. But again, she said a lot of hurtful things. And I think she has an opportunity to maybe reflect on that. I will say she could come out and say, you know what? I've heard the backlash. I don't necessarily think that I phrased it correctly, whatever. There is room for her apology. I'm not yeah. going to cancel her because of that. And it is what it is. I just, I'm over it. I'm over. And you know what the worst part is, is that that's going to be a quote that's going to be used against women in the motorsport community for like fucking ever. You know who would never say anything like this? Who? Miss Susie Wolf. Never. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say never because you never fucking know. But I don't believe that Susie would say that. In my heart of hearts, I would like to believe that she would not say that. Well, I don't feel like talking about that anymore. I don't feel like talking about disappointing people anymore. I would like to talk about fun things. All right. What do you got for me? Um, well, Fernando Alonso could be the next um, America's Next Top Model. He, it could be. I would love to see it. Hugo Boss's Next Top Model. Because Fernando okay, Alonso. Him and, him and Lance wearing the big suits and Tyra saying, I have <laughs> two models stand before me, but I have one. Two beautiful men stand before (laughs) me right now in boxy suits, but I only have one photo of a boxy suit in my head. Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of correlation with um, Hugo Boss and Aston Martin. They have a pretty longstanding partnership. Um, Lance went to the Boss show last year, and there's been a lot of uh, cross-promotion between uh, Alonzo and... Hugo Boss and so it's been it's official he's the new face of Hugo Boss which I just think is so funny because to in my brain Fernando Alonso is like the least fashionable person on the grid like I know he's the one constantly showing up in like jorts yeah like I'm just like it's very Euro it's him. very non Hugo Boss but well maybe he's looking for an opportunity to step up his game maybe I'm excited to see what he starts showing up in but again I want to talk, go back to Barbie really quick we're not going to talk about bad things. We're talking about happy, fun things, Barbie related. So as we all saw last week, Nico Hulkenberg dyed his hair mm-hmm. platinum, not mm-hmm. even platinum, like straight up white. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. not even blonde. Like that's like white hair. Uh, and they asked him about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, Barbie came out this week or is coming out this week. <laughs> so I figured I could use a little PR. So just straight up. It's, and I was like, you know what? It worked. Huge Kennergy. Huge Kennergy. Kennergy from Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> and we said he was the one that was going to go see Barbie. So we knew. Um, he's Ken. Like we said he was Ken. We did. And he, he proved our point that he yeah. is. He is. Racing Ken. It was like so funny. I was just like, that is the most honest answer. 
Like he was like, I figured this was going to get the people not, talking about me. And I was like, you're so right for that. And you were right. Whether or not that's did. true, I appreciate the fact that he played up on the joke. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not that was the actual reason on why he decided. I feel like it kind to. of is. It feels right. It feels <laughs> like he was like, that could be fun. <laughs> Speaking of Nico, it's been really impressive to see him consistently outperform K-Mag. I know. This season. Mr. Permasub. Who would have thought? He's going to be Perma Driver soon. I mean, he already is, but like, maybe he'll get another contract. (laughs) Fingers crossed for Nico. I don't mind Nico. I I like Nico. I think he's funny. We don't, I feel like we don't ever really talk about him too much on the pod, but I feel like because he kind of keeps to himself a little bit more. Um, But I enjoy him i do too i think he brings some fun vibes to the grid he definitely does i think he's like a sneaky funny guy like he's Mm -hmm. he's like a little behind the crowd but like i feel like yeah he brings good vibes and he's you just don't like he's not like one of the main characters that you think of right right i like him a lot uh something else that i liked a lot was max verstappen's acting debut absolute acting chops on that boy (laughs) get him an oscar get him an daytime emmy (laughs) So many people are up for daytime Emmys this year, and Max Verstappen is one of them. So proud of him. You know, we make fun of almost everyone on the grid whenever they have to do some sort of commercial or some yeah. sort I of mean, scripted. I mean, Charles and Carlos are the worst. The worst offenders. Not getting Oscars or daytime Emmys, that's for sure. They're getting Razzies for, like, the worst performances of the year. But Max's commercial came out for... Heineken double zero and I was impressed. I was impressed. How are me impressed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was. I think. Uh, granted, he didn't have. He had zero lines. I don't think he had any lines. No, but he. But, but he conveyed emotion with his face. He didn't even. <laughs> Tyra would be proud. Tyra would be proud of his facial expressions like, and his facial emotions. That scene where he's driving and there's a like a, a car or a bus that pulls up next to him. And he's like this. Yeah. That scene was perfect. I was like, not cringy at all. No. Like, actually, you're getting the emotions across. And for someone who we don't think has that many emotions, he was very expressive. And I... I'm just like, you know what he was doing? What are more things? You know what he was doing? Tell me. He was communicating with just a look. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um... (laughs) Anyways, but I was very proud of Max. It's so funny it was because funny. obviously at this point we've seen commercials for Heineken Double Zero with Checo and Danny. Uncanny Danny's Valley was, Danny. <laughs> Danny's was scary because they had him riding a scooter and it was not him. It was, it was some AI generated him. version of him and it was completely terrifying. Checo's was very non-memorable. Like I don't even remember kind of the premise of it. Um, but Max's I thought was very fun. Lily's story. <laughs> Lily's story. Twenty minutes ago, it's about Lily the Herman. commercial. Yeah, it's about the commercial. Yeah. I can't. What does it say? It says, "You can't tell me this isn't the same photo." And it's Zayn's part from the Night Changes music video, and it's the same. And someone said, "Bro, looks like he's about to sing." Does it ever drive you crazy? Just how fast the night changes. I gotta put this. <laughs> it's literally incredible. The same photo. That's our brand. That's amazing. I love that. I I love how much, and I I don't know if it's just because I'm in we're in this bubble of Formula One, 
But I feel like other sports don't have this characteristic of really incorporating the fangirl culture so deeply with the sport itself. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm not seeing too many conversations of like football players comparing to One Direction moments. I I feel like I'm just not seeing it. And I don't know if it's just because we're so ingrained. I do think it's easier with F1 because there's not as many people. Like, there's only 20 drivers. So it's like easy. It's easier to like comprehend. Like you could talk about the entire sport very easily. Like it's pretty easy for us to do a podcast episode and touch on every single driver Mm -hmm. in an episode. Whereas like if we were doing like a football podcast, like we would never be able to do an episode where we talk about every single football player. You're right. We just wouldn't be able to. So I feel like it's easier because there's a smaller pool of like characters to pull from to. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just, I am would love to be a part of the NFL fangirl community. Like, I think it's also seasonality-wise, because yeah. I think during the NFL, there's, I mean, obviously we see so many Joe Burrow thirst traps, TikToks, um, which I'm about. So I think maybe there is a little bit more conversation. It's just, I don't think it's at the the scale at which we're seeing the right. Formula One right now. So let's see what the next sport that gets fangirlified is I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of being in our little bubble, um, I was really thinking about how TG1F, like the TG1F community, so reminiscent of Barbie land. And I know you haven't seen Barbie yet, but like the premises is that like, it's girls night every night. The girls are so successful and popular and like they love each other and they have so much fun and they have so many interesting qualities and like the Kens are just there. And I'm like, that's TG1F for me. Like (laughs) I forget. And like, obviously Barbie has to go to the real world and she has like a harsh awakening about what the real world is like. And I'm like, that's me. Anytime I step outside of the TG1F bubble, I'm like, Oh shit it's gross out here. Yeah. I don't want to be out here. I like my little safe girly bubble. (laughs) No, exactly. It's so funny. But speaking of being able to name every single person in a sport in one podcast episode, let's do that right now. Let's have a conversation (laughs) where we talk about every single driver in F1. Wait, hold on. I want to talk about, I want to talk about something I saw in the daily mail earlier about Skepta the rapper yes oh my god yes oh my god yes. do we hear do you hear this news yeah he got, he, he got asked to leave uh or not return on sunday um because he allegedly smelled like illegal drugs aka cannabis and so he was there for uh practice and qualifying and then like sunday he was just decided to go to Wimbledon instead. And it was apparently because he smelled like weed. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy that they were like, "Mm, you smell like weed. You can't be here. I hate this sport. That's so funny. (laughs) So sorry to Skepta for being treated poorly by formula one. Um, I hate that for him. I hate that for him. Should have gone next weekend. Where in Hungary? No, next weekend spa right outside of, Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam. Yeah. They wouldn't so give fair. a fuck if you smelled like weed so there. Fair. So fair. They say, bring it on. Bring more. Bring some for everyone. <laughs> Did you bring enough to share? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our fun segment. All right. Fun game. Uh, it's summertime. Nicole and I are going on my bachelorette party this weekend. We are not going to necessarily be like on the beach beach, but like we're in the beachy kind of mood because next week mm-hmm. Nicole's back on Cape Cod. Surprise. Uh, and we will be going to the beach. And so thinking about 
if the F1 drivers went on a beach vacation, are they like spending a nice day? They're at they're on Cape Cod with us, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> All the F1 drivers are coming to my house on Cape Cod. We're going to the beach together. Does anyone want to write that fan? <laughs> I do have a lot of bedrooms at my house, so like they would fit. People would be sharing beds. We know who. But <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the beach day right now. Yeah. And I want to talk about what's everyone doing at the beach? Because you know there's like there's a wide variety of like people at the beach. There's, mm-hmm. you know, even just in our little friend group, Nick's always digging a hole. What's Nick doing? Digging a hole. What are we doing? Well, only because he doesn't have any friends to throw balls with. Right. <laughs> if, if another boy is there, Nick's throwing balls, playing catch. Uh, then you have like Riley is going to catch crabs. You and I <laughs> tanning, reading a book, listening. You're playing DJ. David and his friends are chugging beers. Like, what's everyone doing at the beach? Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what's your the beach personality of all the drivers? Yep. In our minds, obviously. In our minds. This is canon. Um, <laughs> we're going to start out with the Mercedes boys. Lewis okay. is doing a beach workout. Like, he's going to be, like, he's the one that's, like, walking, like, walking to the spot and he's like oh this is such a great workout for your calves like can you guys feel it like my calves are burning this is great i'm like want to run on the beach later yeah he's he's dropping his shit and then <laughs> going for a, he's a like, quick he's run, going for a run. <laughs> he's taking off his shirt and he's going for a run you only see him an hour later he's gonna do some he's like swimming but like actually doing like laps like he's like doing the breaststroke like lewis is working out at the beach yeah this is not a chill day the grind never stops for Lewis. Yep. George is tanning. George's shirt off, absolutely lathering himself in some lotion, in some uh, tanning oil. And just, I picture him with the, um, with the, the tin foil tin thing, foil. the foil. Yeah. Like all the Italian say, men in the North End when they sit on their beach chairs in the street. They just yeah. I think also George is responsible for packing the snacks and making the sandwiches for the beach day. That's I think cute. he is making sure that everyone is going to be well fed at the beach. I like that. <laughs> um, Max and Checo. Max, I feel like, is like all right, let's get a pickup football game going. Or like Max is like organizing the sport. Like he's coming up. He's like creating rules. He's the person that's there. And he's, he's making that game that my brother's friends were all playing when we showed up and they were playing um, the drinking game, tic-tac-toe. Max is creating that. Max is like drawing the tic-tac-toe board on, on the sand and like telling everyone what to do and taking it very seriously. Max feels like a paddleboarder to me. I feel like he's paddleboarding. Okay. I don't, I don't think he cares too much to hang out with everyone. So we have very different, we have very different vibes. See, I don't know. I feel like he always has fun when he's like with the guys, like when he's like doing stuff like for F1, when they have him doing stuff with like Danny Orlando and stuff, like when he's with his friends, I feel like he becomes like a whole new person. He's like having so much Mm. fun. And I, but I feel like he'd be the one like organizing a game and like making up the rules basically. Yeah. So okay. then he can always be like, that's not the rule. And you're like, what's the rules? And he's like, well, I made them up. <laughs> Checo's ripping tequila shots. He's the one packing the cooler. He's the one going in the store, but finding all the cool seltzers like you and I do. Like he's like finding like the fun mixed drinks and packing the cooler for that. And he's like, I own my own tequila brand and this is the good stuff. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet, but he wants to. He's partnered with Patron. So he's bringing us Patron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Charles and Carlos. Carlos, Carlos is, is for sure making sandcastles. 
<laughs> but he's doing like the drizzle sand castles where you have to like sit in the water and you grab the really wet sand <laughs> and then you just drizzle it out of your fingertips to make mm-hmm. the drip castles. Carlos just yep. feels like someone because you know in his face he just zones out. Mm-hmm. I can just see him like zoning out on like <laughs> drizzling the sand and he could be there for like 45 minutes just like yeah doing that i was gonna say he's definitely sandcastle baby but i yeah. think carl or charles is fishing okay i think charles has brought his fishing rod and okay he's just he's just over there doing his little catch and release <laughs> i see charles bringing his um snorkeling stuff or not okay. snorkeling yeah snorkeling is yeah, not mm-hmm. scuba diving, snorkeling, where mm-hmm. you're just, like, staying at the top. And he's, like, mm-hmm. he's the kid with the glass. He's, like, oh, come see this fish I saw. <laughs> and he just comes up with his big goggles that cover his whole face and his little <laughs> snorkel coming up. He's just paddling around. Okay, Alonzo and Lance. I see Alonzo finding another group of people mm-hmm. and becoming friends with them. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he is just like, let's make this group even larger. Uh, that's his ideal yeah. kind of moment. I feel like he's like seeing another like group of guys like, oh, or like maybe another group of people are playing a game or something and he just like joins them or like he's the person that's just like off doing his own thing and just like brings a bunch of people back. Yeah, I feel like Lance is probably reading a book. I was going to say that. I think Lance gives me a big book on the beach. Yeah, vibes. me too. Me too. He's kind of just chilling. He's like, I'm here to relax. I don't yeah. want to, don't ask me to do anything. I have been, this book has been on my list for ages <laughs> and I'm finally getting to it. Yes, that's exactly the vibe. <laughs> okay, Pierre and Esteban. Pierre's tanning. Pierre is. I was going to say, Pierre is oiling up. Pierre is the oiled up. he's flexing yes. in front of all of the women at the beach. He's like, oh, Oh, sorry. Did oh. I just work out? <laughs> Do I just? Oh, I have a pump. Couldn't tell. I don't know why. Yeah, he's just he's yes. he's taking thirst traps. He's taking photos. He's making yes. He's making Yuki take photos of him. Yeah, at the beach. Hundred percent. He's like Yuki. You know I'm in good angles. Please, please take photos. Please. A hundred percent. What about Esteban? Esteban, Esteban is, gives me beach volleyball vibes. Like, I feel like yeah, he wants be to play doing beach a game. volleyball. He'd be doing a yeah. game or he'd like have like a pickleball set. And he'd be yeah. like, who is doing this with me? Like, he's not like Max is like making up a very intense game. Esteban feels like he's just like, he's bringing the toys to the He beach. brought spike ball. He, yeah. <laughs> he brought spike ball. He, yeah. He like brought the toy. He brought the game to the beach. And like, that was like the one thing he brought. Yeah. <laughs> Yuki is just eating all the snacks and being pissed that like they're gone before you've been at the beach for an hour and Yuki's already eaten all the snacks. He's like eaten his two sandwiches already. <laughs> He's like gone through all the snacks and you're like, you, Yuki, dude, we have like four more hours here. But Yuki also, I feel like would be someone who would go and catch crabs. Like, I feel like Yuki <laughs> would just be like, I'm the one who's going to go look for crabs and like, catch. not like fishing like yeah. he would have his little net and he would like try and catch crabs and fish 100 percent. uh danny is the dj dj obviously yeah danny brought like five but- different speakers with him just in case some of them run out like a battery like he's like got those on deck and he's got a full playlist ready to go he's taking suggestions but he's just adding them to the queue after all of his songs <laughs> that's already yeah. five hours long he's like i'll get to it for sure i hear you I hear you. I'll get to it. But I think Danny's also someone who would be like, we should rent jet skis. 
We should run sea dues. Hundred percent. We should run sea dues and just zip around. I feel like uh, Danny is like a little bit of everything. Like he's DJing. That's like his main shtick. But like he's playing Max's game. He's like first in line to learn the rules. He might go on a little jog with Lewis for a little bit or like swim some laps. Like he's bopping around to to what everyone's doing. Danny's just the perfect guy, I think. <laughs> is what I'm hearing. So true. Uh, Botas is just stripping naked. He's trying to get everyone to skinny dip. He's skinny dipping. 100%. He's like, guys, should we just skinny dip? He's like, guys, there's a sick beach right down the road and you don't have to wear clothes. <laughs> He's just trying to get everyone to go to the nude beach. <laughs> Joe is playing the game. He's playing whatever game anyone's bringing. Joe also is people watching and raiding yeah. everyone's bathing suits. Yes. He's created a drinking game around <laughs> bathing suits on the beach. He's the one that like is coming, comes down. Everyone's ready to go to the beach. Everyone's wearing like, you know, a t-shirt and their swim trunks and like flip flops. And Joe has like an ensemble for the beach. Like I bet he just like <laughs> is the person that like looks cool and actually has like a cool cover up and isn't just like throwing something on, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to be perceived at the beach today. Yeah. Yeah. If there's, I gotta if look it's the last mess. thing I do. <laughs> Alex and Logan. Logan's playing football. Yes. 100%. Logan is just Logan's tossing like the pig and skins. Skin. Let's go. I brought the pig skin. It's full contact tackle. Shirts and skins. Football. Let's go. It's giving um, Top Gun 2. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. 100%. <laughs> the, the beach football scene. Like, 100%. That's Logan. He's ready to rock and roll. Alex. Alex is searching for um, sea glass. Mm. He's combing the beach for sea glass. I feel like Alex is also someone who, uh, <laughs> I feel like Alex would be like, hey, Yuki, can I bury you in the sand? <laughs> yeah. And they just, and then they would bury Yuki and then they would make a little mermaid tail for him. Yeah. And like big <laughs> boobs on top. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. And then he would be like, it's fine. Can you just feed me Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> K-Mag and Nico. K-Mag is also fishing. Okay, I was going to say Nico's surfing. Yeah, he's doing some sort of, like, water sport. Yeah, he's water activity. I feel like Uh, he would also be the guy that, like, brought just, like, tubes or, like, a pool noodle. Like, just something that he can, like, float in the water. Yeah, yeah. Like, a cool float. Yeah, K-Mag is definitely, um, that's a good one. I think he is fishing. Him and, maybe he's teaching Charles. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, and last but not least, Lando and Oscar. Lando's arguing with Danny about song choices. He says, not enough Martin Garrix on this playlist. <laughs> you better put some respect on my man Martin's name. And then he's helping to think, bury Yuki with Alex. I was going to say, he's definitely helping to bury Yuki. <laughs> and Oscar. And he's staying the fuck away from the water. Yeah. Lando's the one that will like die of heat poisoning before he like gets in the water because there's fish. <laughs> he's like, absolutely not. Oscar is on um, Sharktivity app watch, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. is making sure that there are no great white sharks in the area, <laughs> and everyone is safe and sound. He's playing lifeguard. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> he's got the like really white sunscreen on his nose. <laughs> he's giving um, Larry the Larry lobster the from lobster. SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that was fun. What a fun little beach day. I would give anything for that to be real. <laughs> Me too. Uh, now I obviously have to Photoshop 
photos of everyone at the beach. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun for me. All right, should we get into the girls' room? The girls' room. Not a lot on my docket today for the girls' room. Alexandra was in the paddock this weekend. Um, and the thing that I just found interesting was that she was with Marta and Ricardo. Ricardo's mm-hmm. Charles's best friend. And Marta is his girlfriend. They have a kid together. But Marta is Charlotte's, like, best friend. And I'm like, you have been replaced already. Wow. Damn. The tea. Cold. That's really all I had this week. Like, I did not have – I was too sick to do research. Well, I had a fun thing that I saw on TikTok that – and a a couple of people sent it in the DMs. But it was basically a little history lesson about the importance of WAGs in motorsport culture. So – Back in the olden days, the WAGs used to have a very important job where they actually were in charge of keeping time of their partner's laps. So they used to sit in a very specific chair in the, in, on the pit wall and have a timer and a little clipboard and they would mark down, which would then be used for the media and the teams. And then in this, in the seventies, uh, Howard basically created technology where, something was fastened to the car and they had scanners and that automatically started tracking their times and the wags no longer became useful during the weekends, but they did used to be very important during race weekends, which I thought was incredibly fun. So I think wags need to revisit their status in the paddock. I I agree with that. Give wags jobs again. Give wags jobs again. (laughs) For Manifest Minute today, I'm going to have you lead it because I'm going to put myself on mute because I am going to cough again. Okay, so today's Manifest Minute comes from one of our friends, Harrison. Uh, and this one came through the Discord, which I love to see the variety of what places that people request Manifest Minutes. So Harrison said uh, one of his closest friends, Caitlin, is getting married next Saturday in Maryland. And he is the man of honor. Can't relate. Uh, and she's a huge F1 girly and a big Ricardo. The wedding is outdoors, and he would just love if we could manifest a beautiful sunny day with a perfect breeze, reasonable humidity, and a temperature below 85 degrees. He would greatly appreciate it. So I think this is a little bit of a twofold. I think this is manifest yes. minute for Harrison because he doesn't want to be too hot, but also wants his friend to have a beautiful wedding day. Yeah. Um, so if everyone could please close your eyes, take a deep breath in deep breath out and just imagine a beautiful blushing bride walking down the aisle to her future partner and the sun is shining. There's a cool breeze. You can see it, you know, her veil is blowing in the breeze beautifully. Harrison's standing at the, at the altar watching Caitlin walk up and he doesn't have a drop of sweat on him. It is a the perfect day. Everything has gone perfect no issues whatsoever. Everyone is smiling. Everyone's happy. It's just the perfect day. And Caitlin says, I do. Her and her partner kiss. They are now wed. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the status of what her partner's like, so I can't say man and man and wife. Uh, but they are they, now married. They're now married legally in the state of Maryland. They are deemed partners for life and we are so ecstatic for them. So Everyone take a deep breath in, a deep breath out. And 
I would say just go forward this week and try and live every day as your perfect day. Even if it is a little Love hot. Love that, Nicole. Love try, that. Try to just see the good in the day. And, you know, no matter what, it's going to be okay because you're going to get another shot tomorrow. So live every day as your perfect day. And that's all I have to say about that. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> wow. Well, I know I will be doing that because I'm going to have a series of my perfect days later this week when I'm just getting drunk on pink wine with all 20 of my best friends in the world. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So it's going to be phenomenal. I hope everyone's ready for the content this weekend. So sorry. It's, it's going to be very unhinged <laughs> and very non-F1 focused. <laughs> so get ready. Be on the lookout. And until next week. Until then. Well, see you guys on the internet. internet. Bye. Bye.